We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is going on packers fans welcome into the saturday edition of the pack a day podcast i hope you're having a great week and starting your weekend off no better way than listening to the pack a day podcast presented by pack a day podcast i am matt fralick as always alongside me janelle mackey Janelle, unfortunately, your counterpart, who also does Open Book, affiliated with Game on Wisconsin, he for some reason, Eli's only made an appearance with you and I together once thus far. He's had a sporadic interaction with me as well when you weren't able to make it an episode. Is this going to be a trend that I need to adhere to, or is this because Bridezilla wedding crasher situation is coming upon us for Eli's wedding next week, or, or do I have to you know, buckle up and get ready for the long haul with Eli here? Well, I mean, you're going to learn a lot about working with Eli, but... Usually he is very present, so I'm guessing, I'm hoping that this is just, you know, busy with the wedding. He's got till, you know, Wednesday and then he'll be a married man. So I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack this week. I know this is the second show in three days that he has left me, but, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Busy with family, but if he's not here next week, then I don't know. I might just start have to have a little bit of a conversation with him, but no, obviously Eli is busy with some stuff. So it's just Matt and I, once again, I know I feel like every week you're getting a different group this Friday. It's some variation, some combo of the three of us, but either way, Matt and I are kind of excited to talk about some things here. I know it's, um, you know, not a lot going on, so it's pretty tough to come up with some things to talk about. So hopefully the topic we picked um, creates a nice conversation for us and for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And he's he's got a damn good excuse. He's getting ready for a wedding. Now, however, if this parlays into middle of March, you know, and it's, hey, got the honeymoon and then it's early April. Oh, you know, we're getting those joint bank accounts figured out. And all of a sudden, <laughs> in May, we're talking about we're getting we're going puppy shopping. And it's just if 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 and when he starts using this marriage, this elopement, if you will, as more of an excuse, we're gonna have some issues. But Unfortunately, I, I need to get out in front of something. I mentioned last week as we were wrapping up the episode, maybe in the middle, maybe in the beginning, I digress. I, I was very optimistic when we were going through Eli's timeline of, of his own wedding and him speculating whether or not that news would break and you might harass him, you know, to be determined um, in the middle of this next week, if and when some news does break. Uh, and for, unfortunately, I, I was completely wrong in the fact that I thought by March 3rd or March 4th, as we're recording this and March 5th, as you're listening to this more than likely, we would have some news on the franchise tag with Devonta Adams. We would have some news with Aaron Rodgers extension. And to be honest, the only thing that came across my face this week, as far as Packers news is the combine and how boring and just kind of a habit that that is and whatever's going on in Indianapolis. It's great. It's cool. There's some people covering it that we're kind of a, uh, you know, colleagues with or affiliated with on Twitter and across the Packers nation. But end of the day, there wasn't really much to talk about. I mean, there was some restructuring, which everyone got to earlier in the week with David Bakhtiari. Jair was in some extension talks. We'll get to that a little bit later. Devante Adams, actually, we just found it a couple hours ago. Janelle bought a house in Las Vegas, $12 million. Now that could, that if we were a weaker program, 
we would highlight that for the next 35 minutes and talk and then speculate that why is he why is he going to be reunited <laughs> with his his old boy Derek Carr unfortunately um, unfortunately I guess for people listening we're actually not going to do that um, you can leave that to Twitter and go ahead and check that out 12 million dollar home pretty kick-ass not gonna lie somewhere in Vegas should be a good opportunity yeah, um, but unfortunately, I will do that as you will. <laughs> yeah, sift through that information is similar to that you sifted through the Aaron Rodgers bought uh, land in Nashville. You know, take that as you will and take it as a, you know, whatever. Maybe he but, knows he's coming into some money. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he probably is. So ult- ultimately, there wasn't really much to get to this week. Like we said, some restructuring, which is great. Uh, that, that that means Russ Ball is kicking ass, doing what he needs to do. Restructuring, like we said, Bakhtiari. I want to say Kenny Clark got restructured as well. A couple other dudes that I'm probably missing. But ultimately, we had to brainstorm a little bit. And we don't want to focus too much on the negative, too much on the, you know, the, the silver lining or what absolutely is the, the pinnacle of what the Packers could look like in 2022. We kind of want to be somewhat realistic. And hopefully this is the last episode we have to do until we get more into the the free agency or the more of the hoopla, but it's been a a damn slow week to be blunt. So I came up with, and Janelle and I came up with a couple true or false scenarios um, based around news that's been happening, maybe player transitions. And we're sure these have been at least speculated on obviously with some Aaron Rodgers stuff, but a couple maybe things that maybe we could get into that are just a little, you know, more true false. You know, what are our opinions? They're not, they're not based on anything other than us reading the tea leaves or us reading the situation of his contracts, players coming up, uh, salary cap, what news we've accumulated, accumulation of information, Janelle, as your, your best friend, Adam Scheffler has reported on like what, <laughs> where can we, what can we speculate on and what we can at least 50, 50, where can we lean? in a majority so the first one i want to get to janelle and it's the only one i really have related to the draft and it seems relevant since we were in combine week some of these receivers ran super super fast there were some i don't know if you saw chris Olave, uh ohio state receiver i think they documented him as like a 426 which is absolutely blazing and then it came back his unofficial speed was a 439 so that was the biggest takeaway i had from the week i thought it was absolutely ridiculous but fast receivers yeah, is, out there that is really disappointing you Unreal. know there's all the hype like just you know maybe don't give it time until you know for sure and it's it's such i mean it's and then there was the kid out of baylor thompson he, who he who ran the like one a, that like broke the is he the one that that's him. Broken the he ran a four, he ran a 421 and they came back and i think he ended up running a 428 it's like dude you said he got the record and like we're going back on it it's just like that was the only reason those came across my eyeballs is just because on twitter it was like rebuttaled last night thursday yeah. night and so I, I i bring to you <clears throat> the topic of a receiver packers seem to go out and get receivers in this draft in the draft more often obviously they've kind of at this point segued a little bit away from the Javon Moore, Equimania St. Brown and Marcus Valdez Scantling draft where they were able to acquire some later picks and uh, you know address a need that was the wide receiver room. You know, time has showed us that those picks haven't worked out all that great. Obviously Javon Moore not even in the league anymore. I think Equinemia St. Brown probably his last snaps with the Packers and from my opinion, not Janelle's at all, I I think MVS has probably played his last down with the Packers. That being said, they need to do something in the receiver room that that absolutely has to happen, whether that's done in free agency, the draft, et cetera. It seems like there's been a lot of speculation this week specifically around them meeting with a ton of receivers. Jamison Williams was one name that keeps coming up, a ton of other dudes. So my question to you, Janelle, um, is true or false? Do the Packers draft a first round wide receiver this year? False. <laughs> not, even, not even going to, you know, you can get your hopes up as much as you want, but, you know, it's just such a running joke is at this point, the whole, are they, is this going to be the year? But I think that there's other needs that need to be met. And I don't know. I just, I'm to the point where I never expect them to draft a first round receiver. I expect it to be some kind of defensive player. Um, I don't even anticipate it being offense. So I'm expecting somebody who's going to be on the other side of the ball. And obviously wide receiver is, a need that's going to need to be met, especially if you're not bringing back guys like MVS who, you know, their speed is extremely important. And it would actually kind of like, I do hope that he comes back because I think he's starting to hit that stride. And I think, you know, he's um, excelling in his game right now. He's on the up and up. And, you know, if Rogers comes back, you know, their connection is starting to build. And I think that his absence, it kind of shows, you know, you kind of need him as a counterpart. It seems like so if you're not going to bring MVS back, yes, you have to go find somebody who is going to be able to play kind of similar to him. And I, obviously we kind of see a lot of guys with that kind of speed 
that would go first round, but I don't know. I just think that the Packers tend to try and find those later round wide receivers. So this isn't something that I'm going to get my hopes up for. And it would honestly stun me if I saw them draft a wide receiver in the first round. Definitely. One thing I didn't even realize getting into this, like the true or false is like, you've got to pick a side, right? And like, I think ultimately it's going to tell me or you or either of our opinions, right? Like whether, where we fall. Um, obviously this is a, that was a super easy question to start. If I would have said second round, I think it would have been a different conversation because yeah. that's typically where they've gone. But I wanted to throw that out there because I feel like re- receiver is just such a wide open range that they need to address something and maybe getting a first round dude and keeping Aaron Rodgers happy would be uh, a goal in mind because they've definitely done that over the last couple of years. And obviously with his, his buddy, um, Tom Clements coming back in like that's that's a huge thing too as a quarterback coach so I thought I'd throw that out there we'll start a little bit easier you know a a tougher man than me would have said a second round pick and we probably would have debated for the next 15 minutes and it also uh, another you know tidbit that you threw out there you think MVS is coming back I don't so we even you know split hairs even a little bit further so I also agree I don't think it's a first round receiver I don't think the talents there where the first round receiver should be realistically two years ago 2020 draft they probably would have drafted a first round receiver with all that freaking talent that was there they chose not to do that obviously when I got in Jordan Love so we go on um next is a, a little bit tougher one more clickbaity headliney uh Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams very plainly will they both be back with the Green Bay Packers I am going to say true on this one. Okay. I'm I'm very confident in Aaron Rodgers coming back. Um, there's just something about, you know, the way that last season was where he's mentioned, you know, all the gratitude stuff. And I know people read into that as, you know, oh, he's leaning towards retiring. And it's no, I just think that he's appreciative of, you know, after everything that could have happened, the way that the season, yes, obviously, I don't need to talk about how it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but it was still a really fun season up until that point. And I think that there's just a lot of positives that he is notioning towards um, with the Packers and he's just a competitor. So I don't really see the retirement thing. Like I understand why it's maybe um, a decision he needs to make, but you know, you look at him and he's a competitor and he's talked about wanting to play into his forties multiple times and stuff like that. So I see him coming back and being with the Packers. And then if Aaron Rodgers comes back, then I feel like you have to figure out a way to bring Devontae Adams back. And whether it's with a franchise tag, if they want to pull out that tool for the first time in like 12 years, we'll see. But, you know, Russ Ball is a magician and he is going to find a way to make it work because this is a team that, you know, if you lose both of them, it's it's going to be really problematic. And, you know, you lose a lot of leadership, a lot of talent, um, kind of your core, pe- like your whole core offense in those two guys. So, I think that the Packers are very adamant about doing whatever it takes to get both of them back. And I honestly think like if you don't have one, I think there's a higher chance of either you have both or you don't have either. I think that the lowest chance is that you get one back without the other. Hell, that was that was really good. That was really well said because I totally agree with that. Like I I think the fact that they're going to bust out the franchise tag seems more and more likely. And like you said, 12 years, I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. I know it's been a damn I think long I, time. Honest, if I remember reading or talking about it, right, it's been a while. It might maybe yeah. 10 years, 12 years. It's, you know, forever. <laughs> they just, I mean, realistically, like they don't use it. Like that's yeah. just, that's what it is. And you calling Russ Ball a magician. I mean, that might be my next Canva Photoshop. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but like, that's, that's what it's, it's going to, take right it's gonna take Russ Ball pulling some magic and he's obviously done that this week which is fantastic to see but you nailed it right at the end there like why would you even bring one of them back at this point because they're not gonna hit their their potential without each other like Devontae right. with a lesser quarterback isn't gonna be as as just dynamite he's also doesn't have a supporting cast to take the, the attention away from him you give Rodgers I mean, who the hell would be his number one receiver at that point, and why would he want to stay? I mean, we've I've been in the camp that like there's there, there's no greener pasture than in Green Bay right now. Mm-hmm. At that point, if Devontae's gone, if seventeen's on the roster, there is there is greener pasture out there for him. There is teams that have some receivers that he could go play with. You know, the Tennessee Titans would be an option. I know that sounds ridiculous, and it's it's but it's been one of those teams floated around. The Denver Bron- Broncos would be an option. They have some damn good young receiver receivers out there at Mile High, so it would be more of a realistic situation but ultimately 
I, I, you nailed it. It's if if you're not going to bring one of them back, why even bother? Actually, go into a rebuild at po- that point, tear it down, start it from scratch, figure it out. But I absolutely at this point think they're going to come back, and that's based off of the information we've gathered over the last couple of weeks. The way it seems like Aaron Rodgers is trending, how he's going to make a decision soon. He's doing that in I think in good faith of his buddy Devontae Adams with the franchise tag uh, mm-hmm. timeline, and also the Packers. He wants to set them up for success as well, and I just feel like from what we've heard from press conferences from it was a uh, Gutekunst last week and Matt LaFleur and some tidbits he's had at the combine. It just seems like when the franchise take is brought up for Devonte Adams, they mention, Hey, we haven't used it in a while, but in certain situations we would like to use it. It seems like this would be a situation that we'd like to use it. They haven't said those exact words, but it just seems obvious that you'd use the franchise take on them at this point, And we're going to kick the can down the road for to see what the team looks like. But ultimately like you got to keep those dudes there. So I will say true as well. Um, you mentioned potentially Aaron Rodgers retiring, right? Yep. In a alternate universe, because you and I both and everyone listening praise he doesn't retire, but in an alternate universe that Aaron Rodgers does retire, which is unlikely, is Jordan Love the week one starter in 2022? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. I am going to say false. Okay. I think that if Aaron Rodgers retires, um, I think they're going to go explore more veteran quarterbacks. I just think that there's the way that they talk about Jordan Love. It's not that he's not talented. It's just that he's not ready. And, you know, obviously they've talked about not, I think they mentioned, you know, maybe not being in the idea I think it was, oh, I can't remember if it was Gutekunst or Matt LaFleur, but basically they were getting phone calls about him, I believe, and they basically said, we're not in the camp to do that right now. So it, they, it sounds like no matter what, Jordan Love will be on this roster, and that's you know just me speculating things, but I don't think that he would be the week one starter. I think that they would go out there and you know test the veteran free agent quarterbacks and try and bring somebody in. And maybe, you know, down the line, Jordan Love could become that starter. You know, it could take a few weeks and, you know, maybe split some snaps and stuff like that. But I just I don't see Jordan Love being ready. And, you know, the team obviously isn't going to belittle their own player in that sense. They're not going to say it in those ways, but you can just kind of tell um, when you read between the lines of things that they're saying or how they're saying it, you know, he's just not ready. And that's okay. I mean, he's still young. And I am all for the draft and develop with a quarterback. I do not like the idea of drafting a quarterback that you need to start that upcoming season. I think that you need to acclimate a quarterback. And I just think Jordan Love hasn't had much of a chance to acclimate because he's been behind a two-time MVP these last couple of seasons. So it's really hard for a guy like that to get an opportunity. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm going to just say if for some reason, Aaron Rodgers chooses the retirement path. I think that the Packers explore free agent veteran quarterbacks, and Jordan Love would still be QB2 by week one. 
I mean, that's I, I don't I don't hate your take on it, to be honest. I'm gonna lay it out a little bit differently here. One, you know, Jordan Love unfortunately had to go through COVID, right? Just like everyone else. He lost some of those snaps. He wasn't able to do it. We only saw him in a preseason games this yeah. year, 2021. And he got hurt. And he got hurt. And it was I was oh. at that game and it was I didn't feel like he was looking that great in that game, but ultimately like it, it just the way it shook out, he didn't he didn't have a full opportunity to do that. So he's been behind the eight, eight, eight ball. There's been no, you know, I guess there's been no outward support from, you know, whether it's press conferences or imagine the locker room that it's like, hey, we think you could even overtake Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, that would be ridiculous for someone to say that, but it's like he doesn't even have the backing of the opportunity of even competing for that position at this yeah. point. So there's why why would we think he could take it over? But ultimately, if you followed anything from the free agency right now of where the the quarterbacks are and where where teams need, it's a, I mean. It is a pile of crap. It is just unbelievable. I yeah, mean, like, this is Mitchell, not the year to need a quarterback. And it is the not the not exactly not only the draft from uh, Malik Willis, Willis to uh, Kenny Pickett, who has eight and a half size hands. You know, I mean, we got to freak out about that. Like <laughs> to the fact that like it's just there's so many names being floated around that are free agent quarterbacks from Jimmy Garoppolo to Carson Wentz to Sam Darnold to Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater to I mean, the list goes on Mitchell Trubisky. The, the list goes on and on and on of these guys. And like fortunate for them, I mean, specifically, probably Garoppolo, Bridgewater and I'll, I mean, yeah, I'm going to throw Ted, uh, Trubisky in there. Like, they're going to go get – they're going to get paid. And, think, I mean, that's great for them because teams need quarterbacks. Teams need to get through these bridge years. And that's that's how you kind of supplement. You get a veteran guy. But ultimately, like, if the Packers are to move on from Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, against their will and Aaron Rodgers does retire, like, I feel like what's the better option? Like, do you really want to go pay – Mitchell Trubisky to get under center for $17 million or Teddy Bridgewater, 19 million. Like, I just feel like it would be so stupid. Like, and I, I think they absolutely 100% would need to bring someone in to compete against Jordan Love because as much as we like Kurt Benkert, he's great at TikTok, awesome skateboarder, huge target fan. And he's a hell of a dad. It seems like based off his TikTok and social media, I just don't think he's a, a starter in this league. He's, he's a great personality to have. And we, everyone gets behind him. And I know you love him as well, Janelle, but like, yep. he's not going to compete with Jordan. Like he's going to take some snaps away from him, but ultimately they're gonna have to get another dude in there. And I don't know who that would be. I just, I would much, it, it's crazy to think, but I would much, I would put more stock in a dude like Teddy Bridgewater, or Jimmy Garoppolo somehow coming in and actually taking over the starting role than it would Jordan Love. This would seem and anything that would happen in this alternate universe would be something I've never seen in my lifetime. The Packers <laughs> transitioning from a quarterback and getting a veteran dude off the street that actually would start. I mean, yeah. more often than not, it's been a backup between you know Seneca Wallace or uh, Scotty Scott, P. Scott, yeah, Scott, like that. But it's like they weren't brought in in June, July to actually compete for a spot. Right. They were brought in because of injury. So I'm going to ultimately say true. He's actually the starter, which is crazy because I, before we started recording, what did I say? I said, I'm not the biggest Jordan Love fan. I think he's had a, a rough go of it, but ultimately I thought that athleticism was why he was drafted and you know traded up for from the Packers. So I'm going to say true. Go ahead. You, you kind of mentioned, and this is just kind of me, like, you know, just thinking it'd be really funny and ironic, you know, the Mitchell Trubisky thing. If for some reason Aaron Rodgers choose retirement and they were to go get Trubisky, then all those headlines about Trubisky becoming the king of the north, it'd be so funny because it wouldn't be for the Bears. No. And, like, can you imagine if he, like, takes them into the playoff? You know, it's just one of those situations that will never happen, but it would just be so funny for the sake of, you know, making Bears fans cry. <laughs> it would be unbelievable. It would, it'd, be, and, it'd be funny. <laughs> and we'll see if Mitchell Trubisky would pay for the Jordan Love number 10 number. Maybe he would, you know, Jordan Love would say, you know, screw off, Mitch, I'm keeping this and you right. pick whatever number you want. But ultimately it's just, it's, it would never happen. I don't think, but at the end of the, in a situation we even have to, you know, we can only entertain here. But. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, based off how the Packers operate, I think they would just stick with Jordan Love, get through that one year and, figure out an action plan and whoever's under center, they actually have a pretty decent team core team around them on the offensive side of the ball from the offensive line to the guys just be coming back on the offensive line, like Elton Jenkins, et cetera, the run game, some of the receivers, like they would be in a good position, whoever's under center. So shout yeah. out to them and whoever is the 2022 quarterback. Obviously we hope it is number 12. Uh, let's stay on the offensive side of the ball, Janelle. 
over the last couple of years, the Packers have kind of typically on the right side of the offensive line. Obviously, left side is super, super locked down with the best snowboarder in the country, and that would be David Bakhtiari. <laughs> but on the right side of the offensive line, it's been Billy Turner, Rick Wagner, Dennis Kelly brought in. Um, obviously, Jared Valdir was brought in at one point. That right tackle spot seems to be a revolving door. Um, Dennis Kelly was brought in last year after having a pretty damn good year for the Tennessee Titans. We saw him in limited capacity last year because of injury, but when he was in there, pretty decent. He was yeah. under a one-year contract. The Packers obviously have some, you know, I would say uh, some question marks at offensive line. They got a ton of names in there, but with, between injuries and just guys kind of transitioning out of contracts, they're kind of in a weird spot. They had a ton of assets early on last year in training camp. I think it was 17 names at one point, and it whittled down to the end of the year with like six or seven healthy bodies. So my question to you, uh, based off of history and what we've seen, is Dennis Kelly back next year? Um, I'm going to say false. Um, I, you know, I wasn't super impressed with him. I mean, granted, there is some serious talent before him. So maybe it's not, you know, an accurate representation as to how he can play because we are so blessed with the offensive linemen that we do have that it just makes him look like a weak link to me. But I think that, you know, if you keep Billy Turner around, I hope that they can find a way to have Yash be the backup if mm-hmm. need be. Um, I really, you know, I was really upset that Dennis Kelly got playing time over Yash because I thought Yash really deserved that and earned that. So Yash is one of those guys where I don't want to lose him. And I feel like if you keep putting guys ahead of him, because, you know, obviously with David Bakhtiari coming back, um, that left tackle spot you hope will be um, filled by him. And then if you bring Billy Turner back, the right tackle position is there. So I just, I don't know. Dennis Kelly, he was he was a good fill-in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't horrible, but not anything impressive in my opinion. Because um, maybe I'm just so Team Yash that it, like, makes me look at Dennis Kelly a little bit differently. And I have nothing wrong with him. You know, the David Bakhtiari doppelganger. And he seems like a good guy. I mean, he's massive. So, you know, obviously um, there's a reason why they brought him in. I just think that where you got to cut money, um, it could be one of those spots. And I know that as we're recording this today, offensive linemen were the combine. um, And it seems like Packers obviously always interested in those offensive linemen. So it might be one of those things where they look at younger guys and then let the older guys walk. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just, I think Dennis Kelly might've just been a one-year deal while David Bakhtiari continues to get healthy because you don't know what side of the ball and, you know, obviously you thought that you were going to have Elton Jenkins for the rest of the year. You maybe didn't necessarily know you were going to need Dennis Kelly. So not knocking Dennis Kelly, but I just think that he might be one of those um, casualties this year. Yeah, totally reasonable. I mean, he's a free agent. Like we said, there's a lot of younger guys that they've brought in, obviously through the draft um, dudes that they've been bringing in in the Gutekunst era. It seems like they're stockpiling guys. Right. And that that's I love to see that because that's that gives you the luxury of having so many dudes come training camps that you can kind of plug and play and figure out who's in the best spot. Ultimately, yeah. too, you know, Dennis Kelly is 32 years old. Um, that isn't old in normal life, but in NFL life, that is old. He's gone well, through some knee injuries. Did. I was going to say, I forgot he was hurt for almost the entire season until he was needed. So Big that goal. also kind of is important to note, too. Definitely. The other thing I want to bring up, too, is my boy, Lucas Patrick. Um, he is also a free agent as well, but he's much younger. I want to say he's 25, 26 years old maybe 28. I could be completely off. I had it in front of me here for a second, but he's actually a little bit more versatile than Dennis, right? I know Dennis could probably play left tackle or right tackle, but Lucas Patrick is able to play center. He's able to play guard spots. Um, And I would imagine you'd be able to keep him for a little bit cheaper if you wanted to bring back a free agent, dude. Yeah, That's an offensive lineman, but ultimately... And a little bit more familiar with, you know, Green Bay stuff, you know. Exactly. exactly. Kind of loyal to those guys. 100%. 100%. So to be honest, Janelle, that was probably one of the easier ones I snuck in there right off the bat, <laughs> other than the first round receiver one, because you couldn't have hit that smash button to answer the Jeopardy. <laughs> I, know, I almost didn't even let you finish talking. Yeah, yeah, you smashed that one. That was good. So Dennis Kelly, I also think, isn't going to be brought back. It, it Based off of history, too, like that's why I set it up. You know, Rick Rick Wagner, Billy Turner. Billy Turner's actually lasted a while, but it seems like that right tackle spot since Blog has been gone for the short couple years. It's just kind of been a revolving door, and they've needed to have a backup dude there. So ultimately, I don't think Dennis has brought back but we'll see if he can find a landing spot elsewhere and see how the Packers supplement right and I'm sure he will I have no doubt that he'll go find you know work somewhere he should uh last two questions let's 
pivot over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, there was some speculation, some rumors going around, I believe, on late on Thursday night that Jair Alexander, his representatives, had met with some of the Packers staff. Obviously, meetings right now in Indianapolis are abundant and frequent because everyone that is down there is either a representative of, of a player, a college scout, a college, you know, coach there's also the front offices of nfl teams the coaching staff i mean there's so many people down there like conversations are going to happen organically whether it's coffee at 7 30 in the morning or 1 30 at night ripping tequila shots like it's just it's it's yeah. going to happen like there's going to be conversation and it depends how much value you put into those conversations that are happening off the cuff or if they're actually like pre-planned we're going to sit down and discuss so i would imagine this one was a little bit more formal in a conversation of jair's representatives talking to russ ball gutekunst matt lafleur etc um, but they're in talks of an extension, right? Obviously, typically the Packers like to get guys before they go off their their contract. Uh, Devontae Adams would not be one of those, but ultimately they like to get a guy before he blossoms and ha- they have to pay him more on the open market. Jair Alexander is coming to his last year of his deal of his rookie contract uh, in 2022. So my question to you, Janelle, is um, I wanted to put a deadline in here that was as reasonable and especially based off the history of the Packers. So I'm going to put one out. Does Jair Alexander – get an extension before the first week of the NFL season. Ooh, that's actually a really tough one. Mm-hmm. Just because it seems like, you know, the Packers tend to be one of those delayed extension teams where they'll get a deal done like week six at 3 a.m. with a guy and you wake up to the news at like seven in the morning that it happened. On like so, a Saturday or Sunday morning, typically. Right. Like you, know, mm-hmm. you know, you uh, know, who was it? Was it? Kenny Clark or David, Bach, like one of the, one of our big guys who it's like, you wake up and it's like, Oh, at you know, 2 AM. I signed, maybe it was Jenkins. I don't even know. It just, the Packers, they're not a very timely team. It seems like in that sense. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say false. Um, I don't think that he has the extension done, but I do believe that they will be in that conversation. I just think that maybe there's other priorities that they're going to focus on for now, you know, with all the cap stuff and um, wanting to re-sign guys. I think that they're maybe going to put their priority there and then randomly sometime throughout the season, um, probably like a Tuesday morning, Jair will end up with that extension because, you know, that's just, it just seems to be the Packers way. And maybe I'm like completely wrong with that, but that just kind of seems to be their pattern is, a lot of these extensions come at just kind of sporadic times throughout the season. So I think that they'll be in a conversation and we could know like, Hey, it's going to get done. We just have to wait a little bit. Um, I just think that their priorities are in other places right now where they have to worry about the guys who maybe will or won't come back next year, worry about those free agents. And obviously you're a big, um, big ticket guys, you know, you have Jair for this season. So they might put him a little bit more on the back burner respectfully, of course, like not disrespecting him in that sense. I just think that um, they maybe will have these conversations and then later on, once everything else is worked out, then maybe have that conversation. And, you know, Jair could be one of those guys who he needs to know who's going to be around him as well. So maybe he'll want to push back the extension and just make sure that he knows the team that he'll be around and stuff like that. But I don't know that's just kind of my, my gut feeling is that, the extension won't be done by that first week, but it will get done, of course, because it is Jair, and you have to figure out a way to bring him back. So, obviously, if it gets done before them, then I'm more than ecstatic about it because then we know kind of, you know, the trajectory of how long we'll have Jair here. But I just think that there's so many other things that need to happen first. and. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with that. One thing, like you kind of mentioned, just the history of the Packers, and I think uh, trends, right? That's like I feel like we talk about that a lot. At least I try to hit on that a lot. Is like you you want to see like what habits or what trends or what consistency there is under the Packers, and they've been pretty consistent over the years in certain things. But I feel like even more so under the the Gutekunst era, you've been able to read things and, and kind of predict things a little bit easier. Obviously, there's some outliers. Jordan Love that was an outlier, but you know, valuing versatile offensive linemen is one getting athletic, you know, secondary dudes that can play, you know, in the secondary, getting, you know, transitioning in more of a power run style game, which is obviously complemented, you know, by having a couple of running backs. Like we've been able to read things a little bit easier. Like you mentioned, having a a tweet go out at 1135 
you know, PM on a Saturday night from the Packers that they extended one of their big dudes and all of a sudden everyone wakes up to it the next morning and is like, did that actually happen? Like that's, yep. that's a, that's been a trend for many, many years. I feel like even more so with Gudicums, which is fine. Like you kind of want to bury some information and you can present that info whenever you want. And like you said, they're not very timely with it because they don't give a shit about you and I, Janelle, they want to, they want right, to bury exactly. this information and, and not have it, you know, have it, have it, um, distract from a a home game or a travel game you know whatever and that and that's cool on them but i think that's a a trend we've normally seen so i would normally probably agree with you it gets done in the in the in the season i think that's a that's a great based off of what we've seen off habit but i feel like they've never been in a a contract situation like this before with Devontae and um aaron Rodgers, and specifically the salary cap i feel like for nothing other than my gut feeling, I feel like it gets done sooner than later because they want to figure out what money they have available. They don't want Jair to go out into the open market, potentially get an injury. He's coming on off the, coming off that, that shoulder too. They might be able to give him a discount like that. I doubt that happens, but I'm just guessing they want to figure out what money they have available to them sooner rather than later. And I think it's, it's nice to know when you stack the chips up where you're at, what you're up against. If you can, if you're able to be aggressive, maybe towards the end of, um, training camp the end of preseason to bring in a dude uh, you know the Razul Douglas's, the De- Devondre Campbell's of the world I think it would make more sense to get him under contract before then but I'm basing it off of nothing than uh, my knowledge of uh, salary cap info I get from spot rack from Ken Ingles and also playing Madden over the years in franchise mode that you just want to get the money off quicker based off that you could probably absolutely be right because the last couple of years it seems like they have, have done that but we both I, just went, you know, gut feeling. Gut feeling, <laughs> and that's one. all it is because we don't know how those conversations are going, right? We right. don't know. We're just health. completely guessing how, the, like, you know, we're pretending like we're a fly on the wall and we have absolutely no idea what they're actually talking about. Because, like, everything else we've mentioned is, like, it is at, it's, it's tangible. It's, like, this player is going to play here next year. This is, like, a... An extension could happen because there, there's, there's no deadline. There, there could right? be there, an extension before this episode is even up. There tomorrow. could be an episode, and it's like there's no you deadline because it, it could take another year and a half. It could take tomorrow. It could take what? Like there's no, we have no way of knowing how those conversations are going, where they are, what the market looks like, and there's no need because he's still under contract. Like you don't necessarily. Yeah. He doesn't. He has kind of some leverage. He doesn't actually have to do that. He could go out and ball out and get more money. Obviously, the risk is guaranteed money. He gets injured again with the shoulder. And he's really SOL. So yeah. we're of, of all the guesses we've had to put out there, I feel like this is the least educated one based off of we're just going strictly from our, our stomachs and our gut, which is ultimately probably one we're actually one of us is right on. Last <laughs> question, Janelle. It's it seems obvious to me. And it sucks to end on a note like this, but are we ever going to see Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith and Rayshon Gary all active for the Packers at any point in the rest of our lifetime? Uh, false. I yeah. think, you know, we've touched on this a little bit. Um, I really think that I, I love Zadarius and I have no um, ill feelings toward him. I, you know, I respect him. I love everything that he's done. I think that he is a very talented player, but money exists. The cap is whatever it is, whether you believe in it or not, you know, money is a thing in the NFL and they got to figure out a way to get more of it. And sometimes that, that comes at the cost of a guy's job. And I just think that Zadarius has taken his last snaps with the Packers. I'm glad that he did get to take those final ones in the playoffs, but I just think, you know, with his injuries and, you know, being, he just could be one of those cap casualties. Um, I would absolutely love it, you know, especially with, Gary really hitting his stride and Preston Smith um, coming off of a really good year. I would have loved to have seen those three at it one more time, but I just think that, you know, we kind of have to, you know, deal with the the fact that this is a business and kind of say our goodbyes to Z. It kind of seems like he's already done the same where he's saying his goodbyes and um, you know, there's talks about Preston Smith, getting an extension, getting a new deal, stuff like that. I've kind of seen that thrown around, which I absolutely love. I know um, I can't remember how many weeks ago it was, but I know we talked about, would you rather have um, Z or P? And I, I said, Preston Smith, um, he's kind of gained one of those soft spots in my heart this last season. Um, so, you know, obviously nothing against the Darius, but if they were going to keep one of the two, I would want Preston Smith and, you know, Rashawn Gary really coming to it, coming into his own and really developing into that player that we knew and hoped that he could be. 
it's just really unfortunate that we don't get all of that at the same time together. You know, yeah. we've seen the last of those three in uniform together, I believe. And it's really unfortunate, but you know, sometimes you have to say goodbye to some of your favorite players. And I think that that's what we're going to have to do as a Darius. I think that the other two will be back. I mean, obviously Gary, but you know, Preston Smith, I think that he returns with him and they continue to build off of each other's success. And, you know, hopefully Rashawn Gary can be a younger version of what Zadarius is because Zadarius, he'll go, he'll go get money somewhere else. He he's very talented. He brings great leadership to this team. And I respect everything that he did when he was here. Um, I just think that his time is up. So that's just kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's, it's probably, it's, it's an easy answer, but it sucks. It's bittersweet because yeah. we never saw them all at their, at their peak, right? We saw a kick-ass Darius first year in Preston, but Gary was still developing and had a long way to go. It was very green. Then the next year, Preston was, uh, to be honest, out of shape. He was put in situations that it didn't make sense. And we could see that Rayshon was coming into his own towards the end of the year. And it was like, wow, can't wait for 2021. And then this back injury snuck up on Z, and it just Preston balled out, Rayshon developed, and it's just like we never got to see it. I mean, we got to see it in the playoff game, essentially, and that was really cool and all, but it, it gave us hope what it could be. But ultimately, that cap number of $26, 27000000 million that Cesarius is carrying, it's just it's impossible. And if you're keeping track at home, I think our, our, we're at about three sub weird subtweets from uh, Zedarius with the eyes emoji. I think at this point, I don't know if we'll get to more, but by, by the yeah, time he's on another you know, team. Yeah, the deleting stuff, the yep. cryptic messages. Yep. So but... that's, I mean, that's, it's fine. I understand that you're, he's bored, probably wants to get some attention on him. Whatever the hell, it's, it, it is what it is. It's social media, it's 2022. But yeah, ultimately, we're never going to see those three together. Um, hopefully they can supplement Zedarius's role and compliment Preston, compliment uh, Rayshon. And we'll go from there. But ultimately, we never actually got to see those dudes ball out together. And it's it's super unfortunate and disappointing. One thing I did want to get to, Janelle, before we wrap up here, I did put out a, a tweet this this uh, while I was in the grocery line before we got recording because we were scrambling for some topics. So yep. um, selfishly, I do want to get through these very, very, very quickly uh, because it's okay, anything you guys want to discuss. So we did get one in from a, it looks like a Matt LaFleur brow burner account. Um, he said, talk about the London, he or she said, talk about the London trip. London trip should be cool. I think uh, it, for people that were pissed off that they're losing a home game, like, dude, give it a rest. Like we, A home game that we never had, <laughs> basically. Never had. I mean. They've pushed it off long and long enough. Like, they, it, it sucks. You got to take it on the chin. Well, it, and who it, says this isn't a home game? It's just our overseas home. You think that Packers fans aren't going to make this an overseas home game? Come on, you guys. I mean, honestly. they're already – they're waiting for those tickets it's gonna be a packed green and gold stadium because they say nobody travels better than packers fans and that accounts for teams that aren't on this continent as yeah, well so absolutely. And it's like you're talking about a home game at lambeau well you know packers fans make a lot of away games home games in that sense so i'm excited for it i know that there's a lot of you know players who have shown that they're excited for it and i just think it's a new opportunity and i love it for you know, the fans who can't get here to watch these games. I've met people at training camp and they fly in from these places because they can't afford both the trip and the game. So they have to come during training camp and just be able to see the team. So I love this for them. I know that um, I've got a lot of Twitter mutuals who I'm super excited for. And I'm sure that your opinions are pretty close to mine, but you know, yeah, I have to wake up early for football, whatever. I'm going to do it, and, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it because they've played, you know, those um, – why can't I – you know, preseason games. They've had some of those that, you know, obviously are um, in, what, Canada, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Like, not super great field conditions out there, but they have done games like that, but nothing like this, and they're the last team to get to do so. And I also think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, somebody who has expressed – interest in a London game for many, many years, I think it also kind of tells you, like, there's no way that he doesn't come back the year that they get to go to London. Mm. So <laughs> I think that any of those who need that kind of speculation, there it is, but I, I'm excited for it. So yeah, I'm jacked for it. I think it's, if you would have told me seven, eight years ago, they're going to play a, a, you know, a game away from Lambeau Field, it's a home game and it's going to be in, in Mexico City or Canada or somewhere was like one of those testing sites. I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I'm too yeah. pumped about that. And ultimately too, if we, if we really look at this right now, it is early March. There should be spring training baseball going on right now. And to grow your sport and your notoriety, you need to expand your audience and embrace 
the fans that you have, whether they're young, old, international, super, super highly concentrated in small rural areas. It doesn't matter. You need to focus on those and grow that brand because ultimately – 50 years down the road, Janelle, when we're like in episode 10,000 of Pack-A-Day podcast, like there potentially could be international games being played all the time because they've expanded yeah. into that. And if you're not growing the sport, you're, 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 you're really, you're dying because that's what baseball has came down to. So I don't hate it. Will I make you make the trip? No, absolutely not. But like you said, all the people we know on Twitter and whatnot, and people we've came across from training camp to me going to games that have come across these people are international that fly. And it's just like, take weeks a full week to get there to a game is absolutely awesome and you hope they're able to enjoy it themselves next next statement seems pretty cut and dry i think you said his name is sean right is that right aaron aaron rogers doppelganger obviously he's pretty popular on twitter uh was before even nbc had the plant potentially in there he does he said uh discuss why despite not getting the same recognition that i am indeed the best aaron rogers doppelganger 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 in existence i wish i could say it's easy for you to say um I, I think he is. I mean, he's he's had the notoriety. Sean's been I mean, running it for a while. His account has got suspended because people think that he is imitating somebody else in like that form where it's like it's literally him, but people think that he is actually an Aaron Rodgers impersonator. And I think you know, isn't um, that for I can't remember his name. The first mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers doppelgamer from I believe it's Europe. Mm-hmm. I say we get him to the game. We get Sean to the game get Aaron Rodgers to the game and just have like all these different Aaron Rodgers personalities in the London game. So yes, Sean, you are number one Aaron Rodgers doppelganger. That was never a question. Um, But hopefully here with our viewers, we will finally get you that recognition and hopefully your account doesn't get suspended again because people think that you're actually Aaron Rodgers. I actually forgot about that. Now that I go to his bio here. Yeah. He disclaimer, like not affiliated with Aaron Rodgers, just, somehow look like him which is to be honest probably not that difficult when you you add the facial hair and the long hair it's a little bit easier to blend yeah, but to be fair he had the long hair first Aaron yeah. Rodgers is now his doppelganger <laughs> yes and um hilarious that people probably report him now and then either tongue and cheap or actually just like that stupid that they don't realize it's it's not an Aaron Rodgers photo he's using it's actually a selfie of him in his looks like shower here with the shower curtain going on so that's a, a weird picture from you sean consider maybe updating that but all, ultimately you are the best apple gamer that i know of the final two questions we want to get to both draft related um from a friend of mine chris otto that i went to gb with shout out the phoenix and also ethan who is one of the players for the carol madden team um asking basically about Jamison Williams, which is the receiver I brought up from Bama, Janelle, and Ethan's also just asking about potential draft picks. I think we kind of hit on that. They need to get a receiver. Jamison Williams, maybe one of the first ones off the board. It would be great to see that. It seems like Chris has been following the beat at least this week that he's been talked about a lot. But Ethan, I think uh, we go edge rusher, yep. probably seven linemen in a row, uh, a receiver. Well, we gotta get we gotta get that kicker before the fifth round. So we'll Zach Jacobson we'll, has to eat kick, the mayo. But sorry, five. <laughs> Uh, six kickers in a row, not seven. And then we uh, end up drafting a receiver at some point and uh, maybe an inside linebacker to play special teams at some point. But I, I, I think they're going to stick to the script, right? It's not going to be anything too crazy. I mean, let's give maybe a couple weapons to Rodgers. Let's protect him, for God's sakes. Let's figure out where we're at when we have to cut a few dudes because there's going to be some cap casualties. you think casualties. they look at a tight end position? I think tight ends one to go after. I, I really I mean that's kind of a question mark going into this season yeah. is you know yeah. what's going on with Tunyon and you know obviously Lewis is older. Um you don't know what you're gonna get with Deguara. Mm-hmm. So and we that talked could about be maybe one of those ago. under under the radar positions that they target. No doubt. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, right? With like when we said like um, I don't know what the hell game we tried to play and do something, but it was something about Tony and we looked more in the tight end room. It's like, dude, that's a, that's a, a volatile spot. Like they've already spent draft equity on Deguara, right? That was Matt LaFleur's baby and draft him in the third round. Like we're, what do you do? Like a tight end's probably going to have to be addressed at some point because you don't know where you're going to get a Tanyan. Lewis is getting old. You don't know where you're going to get a Deguara. Daphne, who knows if he's going to be on the team still. So they got to do something. I don't know where it's done. Um, first or second round seems absolutely bonkers because i don't know if there's anyone that's that great of a tight end out there but you know the name that's always going to be floating around packers twitter janelle jake ferguson barry alvarez's did you know he's barry alvarez's grandson no did you, way did you know that i yep, had barry. no idea yep. 
Yep. I would honestly love the pick, though. <laughs> yep. And Randall Cobb played quarterback in Kentucky. But for more of those cliche takes, Janelle, obviously everyone can listen to us uh, at Packaday Podcasts every Saturday when Eli decides to join us after his honeymoon or he's, you know, joint, uh, I guess, submitting his tax return with his wife at some point, whatever the hell he needs to do. But ultimately, we will be here every Saturday going forward. Uh, obviously, follow the entire Packaday Podcast team on Twitter. You can find us all, obviously, on Twitter, wherever you do that uh make sure you're subscribed comment like review the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet and you've been listening for the last 1300 episodes um i don't know how you haven't subscribed yet but please do so wherever you do that uh preferably apple music because that's where i get my podcast but if you're an android user etc cetera, etc cetera, or use your, your computer please do it on spotify apple music wherever else uh, but, you know, where can people get in contact with you and, you know, I guess reach out to you for any hijinks you should have at Eli's wedding or <laughs> their NF- NHL takes? Yeah, uh, you can find me at Big Mac underscore four on Twitter. All of my content is uh, in the link tree, which is in my bio. Yes, it is hockey season. Um, I've been a little absent on Twitter lately. Just got a lot going on, but the hockey takes, they will be there. Um, Wild are obviously going to go win the cup, so I'm just going to put that out there. First time ever, we're going to hoist it, and it's going to be great. You know, one of my team owes me for you know all the football heartbreak, so maybe this is the year something good actually happens. But you know, I cover I anything good happening in the NHL, it usually ends up on my page. So if you like hockey, you're in the right spot. You know, obviously no baseball. Maybe this is the time you transition and become a hockey fan come to me. I will take you under my wing. Um, anything else, you know, if you want to see kind of just the shenanigans that happen with me at work with middle schoolers, I have stuff like that out there too. But yeah, just, you know, my off season life. If you want to see what it's like, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Janelle's always mentoring the youth and especially within the school program and obviously athletics. It's uh, there's a couple good tweets here and there and give you a, a deep dive into what middle schoolers brains are like. Uh, they're <laughs> somewhat unintelligent but also it's like holy hell that came from a middle schooler's mouth it's pretty ridiculous but uh as we progress too, you can follow me still on twitter at matt underscore fray underscore that's at m-a-t-t underscore f-r-a underscore uh right now waiting for the draft to get kicked off that's for me the combine stuff didn't really do much for me this week i'll look back on some of the things but nothing was really too crazy for my take um, other than the 40 times. So if there's stuff that I missed out on, please DM me on Twitter. Like I said, at Matt underscore Frey underscore tweet at me. Let me know what you saw. If there's any players out there, obviously the offensive line was something big that we were going to hit on. But as we progress through the offseason, I don't want to make a, a statement again, Janelle, and be wrong. But I would imagine by next week, Friday, when we're recording at night, we should have some news around Aaron Rodgers or uh, Devontae Adams. But unfortunately, it, it might not be again on Aaron Rodgers because free agency starts on the 16th. And I believe the franchise take is the eighth. So we might have some uh, Devontae Adams talk then. But if that's not the case, I don't know what I'm going to do. Hopefully, Eli will be here to console me. And we'll have a little recap from the wedding, right? Will that happen? Absolutely. At least from your end. I don't know what Eli will be doing, but that'll be fun. But stick with us on Packaday Podcast. Janelle, myself, and Eli as well. Reach out to Eli. Wish him a happy wedding. Send And um, ask him where you can, I guess, send him some Venmo or some Cash App. Ask him what his handles are. But for Janelle Mackey, for Matt Fralick, This has been the Pack-A-Day Podcast, and as always, Go Go Pack pack Go! Go.